Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh my gosh, it's that time again. And we know it's that time because we're parked outside of the Waffle House on Peachtree Boulevard on the coldest day since January here in 2018. Doug Fireball Turnbull here along with my esteemed colleague, Smiley Mark McKay. And you're listening to the WSB uh, podcast here on WSBRadio.com. Got a question going in. You have a carbon monoxide uh, detector in here? Uh, it's us. Just in case. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I yeah. Sure we're safe. I'm know. certified. Oh, we're outside. We're we're outside. If we're not in, we're not in the is parking it? If garage. In, if you're enclosed and you really and that, that on a serious note, we people need to worry about that with cold weather setting setting in. There's a that, uh, that you warm the car up and you stay for an extended period of time in a garage. That can uh, that can really be costly. Well, that might be a good one to start out with. Here is and if we were just talking about what we talk about on this podcast. And we didn't mention that, yeah, it's cold, and I think it's probably the most trying time of year on vehicles. Yeah, and I always, in the morning, in terms of uh, when things are ramping up, and uh, we never not have anything to talk about, Doug, but when things are relatively calm in the early morning hours, I on mornings uh, such as the one that we're recording this in here late November, um, remind people to get the, get the vehicles in good working order, and you don't want to be a stall you don't want to break down on the interstates you don't want to break down on the surface streets but imagine being broken down on the interstates especially if there's any kind of traffic that's running at speed past you and my my recommendation is this is i i'm not a vehicle maintenance guy all right i'm not somebody that could do all my own stuff and as cars become more advanced i think less and less of us are i mean it's just the cars are all computers it seems like and so we can't really do a lot of our own work but every 3,000 miles, I get my oil changed, and then they check all the fluids, check the tires, all that kind of stuff. And you have expert people looking at your car. And I, I don't endorse these people, but I, I go to Express Oil Change or I go to AAA uh, Car Care. All right, one, one of those two places, and they, uh, they always check me out. So I think that's a good way right now. Maybe if you're at 2,500 miles and you don't know if things are okay, go ahead and get it checked because we're definitely, and I think, the biggest challenge temperature-wise for our cars. Yes, no doubt about it because uh... – it's scary. We fly over uh, stalled vehicles in some bad spots. And um, speaking of bad spots, there's been one that's developed into Cab County, Doug. Oh, that was good. Wow. We, we should stay in this profession. Yes. So you and I in total have flown over at least three different crashes, I-285, either east or westbound, at Flatshoals Parkway, which is exit 48 in DeKalb County. It's the first exit that's just below I-20. And on the inner loop, it's known as Flatshoals Road. Is that correct on the signage? Uh, no, I think it's Flat Shoals Parkway, both, both, but but on I twenty it's Flat Shoals Road, gotcha. or, or yeah, so it's weird. And and what's weird is is that it's Flat Shoals Parkway slash Candler Road, right. and and it becomes Candler Road as soon as you turn inside the perimeter. And then if you go straight north up to I twenty, it's Candler Road. But then if you branch off to the west. Flat Shoals kind of forks out, and it actually hits I-20 twice with Gresham Road in the middle, and it's, it's really strange. So I get those exits kind of confused out there all the time. But at 285 at Flat Shoals, whatever you want to call it, slash Candle Road in South DeKalb, and they've been working on that bridge there, I think, for at least two years. That's what it feels like. I have all the feels. But smiling, we have seen tractor trailers, cars, a lot of people lose their mind through there, and we're trying to figure out why. 
Well, uh, if you were, um, and, and this not only affects commuters into Cab County, this is a, a ripple effect. Um, one of the biggest uh, areas of tra- areas of traffic that that corridor right there near the I twenty two eighty five interchange, and it came uh, the morning that I specifically remember, and then back to back seems uh, around the Thanksgiving holiday was the morning before everyone took off for Thanksgiving, and we, it was a quiet morning, and then all of a sudden things got very bad. And I'll give you a little bit of insight. I, somebody reached out to me on. Uh, Facebook, uh, one of the posts that I put up with pictures of, and it was just, it was carnage. I mean, carnage in a way of vehicles and debris all over the place and a vehicle that, you know, nearly went up and under a big rig. Um, but somebody knew somebody that was in that wreck and they remembered us flying over. They could hear us flying while they were trapped oh. in the wreckage and they knew we were up uh, in the helicopter. Wow. Aware of what we do and, uh, and and what the connection, I don't know if it was the connection between my friend and uh the person that was trapped in the vehicle, but um, yeah, I mean, it, and then and then have an equally an equally devastating scene in an afternoon drive that you flew over not uh, not but a few days later. Well, right, and so in between, so that was last Tuesday, and that was what the Interloop two eighty five West. It was shut down at Flat Shoals at eight o'clock in the morning. Eight o'clock. I, I remember because Jim was saying how, the, our pilot Bob Howdy was saying how he wanted to stay up late and fly over it, and then it ended up being blocked for hours into yeah. the morning, right? Yes, at least till mid-morning. That's crazy. And so that was last Tuesday. So today's Wednesday, November the 28th. By the way, apologies. We haven't done this in a couple of months. Schedules and whatnot. We just, you know, there's been a lot going on. Uh, so, so it was shut down then. And then t- uh, three days later on Black Friday morning, at the exact same place, 285 West at Flat Shoals, we flew over one that had virtually the whole interstate shut down. That was for a couple of hours. I think it was still like that when we, when, when I was done with morning drive Friday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, so that lasted about two hours. In fact, we were supposed to fly over shopping malls, so even though the Black Friday thing is really a lot softer than it used to be. And we immediately got off that detail when we saw the trouble with 285 Flat Shoals. But then smiling, myself and Jason Durden both flew over the uh, crash on, what was it, uh, was it let's see yesterday was two okay monday afternoon <laughs> i have to think and that was 25 east at flat shoals and it was just another situation where in that case you had two tractor trailers up against the left wall that were almost t-bone they were they were sort of like a there was a diagonal kind of crash and then you had a car carrier with a car up under it or maybe two cars up under it. so about five total i think it ended up being like eight people hurt one person was critical i mean it was a really bad situation so we were just trying to sit here and think out loud, smiling. I mean, what just from what we've observed and what we know about what's going on in that interchange, I mean, do you have any idea why that place would be more prone to wrecks? Well, I, I think we uh, – when does when does something like that become coincidence, go from coincidence to something that uh, DOT uh, officials, engineers, whoever needs to look at the configuration of those lanes and how, how uh, traffic moves through there when traffic is moving and then all of a sudden it stops – quickly the uh i can give you some insight on the uh, the wednesday morning before thanksgiving deal and how many people were caught in that mess and missed flights that were going out because that's a big route yeah, sure. to the airport from the east side using the interloop leaving i-20 trying to get down towards 675 and i-75 um but uh, the the insight that we had it started as a medical emergency and we just went over there to check to make sure everything was clear from an earlier medical emergency that was likely just past the bridge headed westbound so and what I noticed was the fire truck that was on the scene of the multi-vehicle crash was actually faced in the wrong direction. He was faced, uh, theoretically going, uh, faced, uh, northbound of the southbound lane. So yeah. likely he had 
just we just suppose this in a helicopter. If there was a medical emergency that allowed one fire department uh, unit to show up, imagine what they heard behind them as everything started screeching oh, and crashing because they literally just had to turn around and go to what turned out to be a, a multi-vehicle scene. So I guess the scenarios are all different, but the inside into that Wednesday morning before Thanksgiving, it started as a medical emergency call. Uh, no traffic was slowing through the area. A fire truck may have blocked a right lane, but then all chaos broke out behind it. And that's what I'm wondering is a lot of times small things cause big things. And the way so – we went down there last night, on Tuesday night, to look at that interchange. We had actually heard on the police scanner of another crash, 285 East of Flat Shoals or something, didn't, it, and it was off to the right. It was not a big deal. But if you're coming south or westbound from I-20, there's a pretty substantial curve there. Curve, I mean, curve. And I'm just thinking that – Maybe with the Flat Shoals Bridge redesign, I'm wondering if it was redesigned in a way where the exit starts earlier or something like that. If people are having to make a different maneuver to exit and it's happening just a little bit too close to that curve to be distracting. Now, that doesn't explain the eastbound crashes. I, I, unless, unless it's the reverse curve. I mean, unless it's going the other way and then people are coming, uh, uh, heading north and... Uh heading east and northbound, and they're still in that curve yeah. going past the exit and heading up toward... Well, the I-20 the I um, the I twenty ramps can be a bit confusing, too, oh, can't sure. they? And we, we, when we see ramps in that... When we see crashes in that area, it's not necessarily at Flat Shoals Parkley. We're just north of there at the I-20 interchange. And, oh, by the way, isn't that one of the worst uh, fl- uh, ramps for uh, truckers to go over there as well, just north of Flat Shoals on that I-20 ramp? Well, sure. The 285 South ramp to 20 East at one point was one of the top places for tractor trailers to turn over in the United States. And since been being given that moniker and having a rash of those crashes, they put up a ton of signage there. I mean, every foot, there's a different sign, it seems like, to tell truckers to slow down because they, were, they weren't realizing the grade of that curve and the, or the severity of that curve. And they were going in there and just wiping out. And so we've seen that decrease. But I'm wondering, too, about on the eastbound side, if the queue from the traffic lining up to get from 285 east or north onto 20 east, that right lane starts back, and somebody's coming, you know, they're hauling butt coming up 285, and then they suddenly see all that traffic stopped, and they try to swerve out of the way, and then it's a disaster. What I hope is the gridlock guy will um, maybe do some (laughs) investigative work, our investigative gridlock guy, and maybe uh, could look into that for a future uh, column on uh, AJC.com or in your uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution newspaper. We could look further into that, um, but it might be, be worth mentioning. But um, has this been the year, though, Doug? Of um, as we're nearing the end of the year, of um, tipped over uh, vehicles that uh, that have caused chaos on so many different levels in terms of the cows, and we, oh, uh, we've had a couple of those. I and mean, just thinking back, I think about when you mentioned that uh, the I twenty ramp, and I mean every time I think that one particular one, the, the latest one that we had here up up to this airing, was uh, it had oh I went to a school and I talked talked to the kids and I showed the picture. Uh, from the helicopter, I said, you know what was in that truck that went over on I-20? Eggs, and all of those eggs were broken. <laughs> so there were eggs, and the little kids loved that. They, they said, oh, no. But, you know, we had cows this year on loose on the roadway. Not once, but twice. And, uh, well, three times, right? Three, I guess. I think yeah. it was three, yeah. Uh, it, it's hard to believe. It's, and see, when it comes to those instances, I don't know that there's, when you're talking about, well, so after the third one happened, uh, that 285 East ran to 75 North, I guess it's been about six weeks or so now since that. I don't think there's 
any connection to that and the one that happened in May at 75 and Way Green. I, I just I think no, that totally th- these are just different deals that have happened. A lot of times they do happen on ramps because people take the the ramp wrong. And by the way, in the cow truck crash, that that was there were a hundred cows on that or 120 or something cows on that truck. Like I don't even know how that works. I don't know how you get 120 cows in the same load, but. That, that that's for another time and, and i think maybe before this year wraps up smiling we need to do sort of a like we did last year traffic gear review well I, mean, I, I know that'll be part of if you're uh listen to our holiday programming on news 95.5 and am 750 wsb and uh, jay black's year ender he's going to have us in studio over the next couple of weeks and i am uh, i'm sure that we will move into that <laughs> topic one time or another do you like the unintentional pun in our traffic uh, promos, though? We move yeah. you. And there's a great one of me going wide, <laughs> big, wide cows. You're probably <laughs> wondering why people, I would, why was I, why would I say that? Well, I'll give you a bit of insight on that too, folks. Yeah, let's hear it. It's, uh, <laughs> it was one of those mornings where I was already mobile early in my vehicle between uh, my house and Peachtree to Cab Airport. Might have been dropping off breakfast at the Fabric Center or something. <laughs> and I remember specifically being on Lennox Road and Ashley Fasca getting a getting a camera shot of literally cows on I-75 at Wade Green Road. And just before Scott Slade tosses to me, and, you know, I'm not even awake for an hour yet, and I have to explain that there are cows on the roadway, big wide cows. Well, it hadn't Ashley just t- told you right I before... Mean, right before I went on. Right before I... She she frantically got the picture, and then over the two-way before we go to air. And there's... No, there are cows on the roadway. And so I'm having to adjust what I even thought was going on. We knew there was a big rig involved in a crash. But huh. now there's cows on the interstate. And I even think... I even think I said, um... Wildlife. <laughs> as opposed to livestock. So your brain's <laughs> not going... Uh, and Mark Edelwein pointed that out. He got a kick out of it as he came into the traffic center. I said, yeah, my brain's not – I don't have my head around this at 4.40 in the morning. And uh, we're just starting out this day. So, no, I can't. And, and that should be another reminder that we do live radio. Uh, Almost every single traffic report you hear on WSB, there are very few exceptions, is completely live. And we live do not, and local. Right, live and local. It's, it's people from our studio, from our team, WSB employees. And we don't write these reports out beforehand, okay? There is just no time. I mean, some people have time to scratch together talking about Georgia 400 real quick or or something real fast. But generally, we have an idea of what's going on. We look at the map data on the Triple Team Traffic Alerts app, and we say it, and that's it. And Or we're we're giving real-time info over our communication devices, whether it's the two-way in our vehicles or uh, as we're flying in the helicopter, we're being relayed information in headsets. Sometimes, well... I mean, this is really good to give our, our listeners and viewers uh, very much insight. How many times, Doug, have you been uh, next to your pilot, and your pilot, you're getting information about a wreck, and in the morning, Scott Slade's tossing to you, or Eric Erickson in the afternoon's tossing to you, but just before they're talking, they're tossing to you, you have your pilot say, uh, there's a helicopter off the left side, I don't have them yet. Three, right. two, one, and they toss to you. So here I am. You talk about multitasking, right? I'm taking the toss off a of Slade. I'm now processing the information, and what you can't see on the radio is me pointing to 11 o'clock on the clock, saying I've got the aircraft in sight, of, to, and to let the pilot know as we nod our heads. So that's kind of what's going on behind the scenes. That that it really is, and people don't uh, excuse me there. People don't realize just what what all is going on, and it could be the same with the traffic center. When you call into the traffic center, we try to at least put you on hold and not let you just ring and go to voicemail. Sometimes you go to voicemail. But 
but Mark Aram or Ashley Frasca, Veronica Rell, Alex, whoever, they could be on the phone with you and then just turn around and start talking on the air. They, they, because we want to get that information as soon as possible. I can't tell you how many times, even several times this week where I'm on the air and then they send me a new crash on 285 while I'm talking on 285 and it pops through on, in my notification bar and we send little one-line emails essentially with all our traffic information. And so I'm sitting there. I remember last night uh, on Tuesday night talking about 285 and and as I was talking about the south side outer loop, I think it was, I said, oh, and there's a uh, brand new one here, 285 eastbound Moreland Avenue, left lanes blocked with that or whatever it was. That we want to put this on real time, and sometimes that's the consequence. Is Ashley tells you something right as you're about to go on the air, and you say, "Big, wide cows." You, you have an amazing ability to uh, to switch gears, Doug. You and uh, you and Mark, and of course our our friend Captain Herb had that ability. Oh as my well. goodness! It, and um, it's funny because Bob Howdy always says that that I, I don't do it at all like her. He goes, "Man, why why are you always standing by me?" Herb used to be able to talk me to jump on the air mid sentence. I'm like, I jump on the air mid sentence with you all the time. Like, <laughs> like and, and by the way, and by the way, it is. Oh, you talk about pilot distractions. And Bob Howdy's a loud talker. All right, and and he and and our photographer Brett Barnhill will be cutting up back there, and sometimes they'll be laughing and carrying on, and it's going off in your ear, and that and that is going in your ear up until the point that we engage the foot pedal to talk on the air and so there's something go and then and then and you're hearing all that and trying to hear the toss or the traffic sound or whatever you're listening for and then you and then when you press the foot pedal it, it turns the intercom off in your ears but it, i i have missed tosses before because we're in the middle of a good joke or something like that yeah, so good story <laughs> yeah never let a good story get in the way of uh, you doing your job. I'm, I'm talking to hundred thousand people yeah absolutely um all right, so smiling. We covered flat shoals and something a little more broad here. One of the reasons we haven't done a traffic podcast in a while is because we had a lot of content to carry us through the summer, and we put up several different traffic podcasts about the hands-free law. We did multiple shows at WSB about it. I think we, we did preliminary shows here just on the podcast. We had Facebook Live sessions, the big roundtable, all this kind of stuff. And what we've seen is there was a huge push to get the message out top story of the news tv radio newspaper i did five straight gridlock guys on it all the shows we did on wsb and i think the peer pressure was working and then we move on to the next thing july 1st happens people seem to be obeying it we move on to the next thing and now smiling i think you and i both are noticing a little softness there i see it all the time um not as much as uh, i perhaps expected or maybe i don't see it as much or look for it as much but let me ask you this. Is it the fact that um, I mean, law enforcement has their hands with a lot of issues? I'm not going to say more serious, but certainly issues. Yeah. Are they specifically sitting on street corners looking for people with their devices? I mean, I think if, if anybody sees a police vehicle nearby, they're going to put it down and you know maybe pick it back up. But that's not the point. You're not supposed to dock it, put it away, put it on that uh, dock, which hopefully you've purchased before July 1st. Oh, certainly, yeah, and uh, I actually got mine after July <laughs> July first because there was I think there was such a push to get them up until then, but uh, so there's a question of enforcement, and the whole point of this law, just as a refresher for everybody, is to make the anti-texting law, which has been on the books since 2011, easier to enforce. If we get the phones out of people's hands, then we know if somebody's holding a phone. It doesn't even matter if they're making a call. We can get them for that because, although it is less dangerous to talk on the phone and hold it, the texting part. And I'm not saying it's not dangerous to do the other, but the texting part is what's really so crucial. And 
there's no way to text legally now and be touching your phone. And so you have to, if you're texting while the phone's in the dock, you could probably get away with it. But I'm seeing people bold, and not that it's legal, but you can get away with it. Now, I'm seeing people still bold. What I wasn't seeing, like, say, July 1st through the 31st, maybe, was people just bold face breaking the law, very rarely. Like, holding the phone, looking down, and texting. And I see it a lot more often. I see it almost as often now as I did before the law went into effect. Well, I don't know what the answers are, except I keep reminding people and uh, and realize that if you're caught, you're going to, you know, it will cost you. And you just you just don't want it to ultimately cost you by costing someone else's lives, which uh, life, which this is uh, this law was born out of. And certainly. And if it's a first time offense for you, all you have to do is show up to court with proof that you've gone hands free. I have a, neither of my cars is Bluetooth equipped, so I have like a. Uh, an FM transmitter RF connection deal. We plug in the cigarette lighter and it it, it plays seamlessly uh, through Bluetooth now. Um, also have the docks in both of my cars so I can set my phone up there and use the Triple Team Traffic Alerts app or make a phone call and do that legally or GPS. So it's not hard to get legal. I mean, it, to get legal, it costs no money because there's no requirement to even have a phone dock. So but just another reminder from us to try to keep doing that. And I'll be interested to see you smiling there was an impact in the fatality numbers year to year leading up to the July 1st laws. There was a lot of talk about it. I'll be interested to see what the final totals are. I will be too, and we'll, we'll monitor those closely. But uh, let's hope the numbers come down um, and that people just remember to do the right thing. It's a deadly time of year on the roads here for the holidays. Of course, here with Smiling Martin McKay, I'm Doug Turnbull. And we wanted to just remind you again of kind of what to expect with holiday traffic. Uh, we, we saw over Thanksgiving it did just about what we expected it to. And Smiling, you were... I don't want to say part of the problem, but you were part of the tr- the egress or part of the travels there out on I-20. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't get too frustrated by it, knowing what I was in for. So unlike motorists uh, who have to travel back and forth from uh, home to work every day and deal with it while, while they listen to us get them around problems, I mean, when I get into it, unless I have to be somewhere, it's just kind of par for the course. But driving out of Atlanta Wednesday afternoon heading to North Carolina, uh, you know, during afternoon drive. I mean, I want to get that nap after morning drive, and I did, but uh, it meant that a, a usual trip that takes anywhere between five and a half, five, or five hours, 45 minutes, turned into a seven-hour commute, oh, a seven-hour drive. Uh, along the way, though, there was bridge construction where everybody was down to one lane in uh, eastern South Carolina, so you, you expect the unexpected, but at least uh, I, had good, I had good weather, and you just kind of go with the flow. Right, and so we saw that what we've seen, by the way, is the effect of those South Metro Express lanes, the first reversible toll lane system in in Georgia, certainly in Metro Atlanta. Um, where the lanes were reversed is where the traffic was not so bad. So, I mean, in Henry County, it's usually bad in both directions. We kind of, as Atlantans, think, okay, well, southbound is bad before the holiday and northbound is bad after. But you got to remember there's the all the people not in Atlanta that are just coming through town that clog them up. And so those South Metro Express lanes, the two added lanes of capacity, which were pointed southbound all the way through the Thanksgiving weekend up until Sunday morning and then reversed northbound, uh, they seem to have an effect. Didn't we? Um, but we did see a kind of a, a hitch in the system or... or a deal that's really unavoidable when you do have them pointed southbound for an extended period of time and then a northbound crash breaks out and you're not able to use those express lanes that sure. happened I believe in the days uh, you know leading up again to the Thanksgiving we had a northbound crash in I-75 in Henry County multiple lanes blocked and the express lanes were not uh, being used for inbound traffic into downtown Atlanta because they were pointed southbound so, exactly yeah, yeah. I mean, that happens I mean what can you do? <laughs> right, because it takes about a couple hours to reverse them, and you're not going to reverse them based upon a crash. You're going to have pre-planned ways to reverse them and 
Take it back. Speaking of which, what were your thoughts? I'm eager to hear your thoughts about uh, all of those uh, express lane barricades all being taken down by the that one uh, one vehicle. I wasn't working that day when you right. when you. I mean, that had to be a, a, a shocking set of circumstances when you flew that morning. It, well, and we were grounded that morning, so we didn't get to actually fly over it. But uh, we had it very much so on the WSB Jam Cam, and DOT did a good job of getting the word out about what was going on. And so somebody and had managed to crash through i don't know how many barriers it was now but they they the lanes were pointed in the northbound direction they were coming down i believe six seven no i can't remember they were on 675 or on 75 but right where the express lanes began at the 75 675 interchange they just tore right through the barriers i mean they you can't miss it like that there's no accidentally going into those lanes almost i mean i guess they didn't mean to but you know there's no like oh whoops i accidentally got they have Knowing how bad head-on crashes are and how catastrophic that would be, this person crashed through. I don't know how many barriers, and then and then finally, uh, I think overturned, if I'm not mistaken, or did something like that. Yeah, they did a northbound vehicle, I believe. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, they, so they did hit a northbound vehicle. I mean, how terrifying to be. You know, you paid your fifty cents, you're cruising in the toll lanes, and then you get hit by a knucklehead there. We went down there um, for the um, Toys for Tots disc golf tournament down in Stockbridge. Yeah, and I uh, I remember driving past there. I'm I'm not down that that sector at all in terms of me living on the north side but that exited hudson bridge and driving down there over the summer i did think wow that's how that's how they have those i didn't know i didn't think that would result in what it did but seeing the multiple barricades and those were basically uh just arms that were down uh-huh i was thinking that has the potential for problems but what can you do i mean well the, the, well there's the one last gate so there's all these caution arms but then there's one last gate that Apparently, from what I've been told by you know people that shared it, that you know probably doesn't want to be part of the public message, but apparently the last gate they were told by contractors is not going to be penetrable, like, <laughs> and it was. So that's a, that's something that they need to look at down there. And, and also, there have been other instances where tractor trailers have incidentally hit some of that equipment you know thinking it was open and not gone all the way through it and maybe just not down a gate or two and so they definitely have some work to do down there they they had some work to do in the cob lanes too they've had a cut in the newer express lanes along 75 and cob county they've had a couple different instances where there have been gate malfunctions and and extra maintenance that's been needed so look we have these reversible lanes we could debate whether we like them or not a lot of people say why don't they just add two proper lanes and you know or put one lane in each direction and I, you know that the DOT needs a funding mechanism and another one because to be able to maintain our roads. And if you have two lanes going in the same direction, that's more beneficial if it's pointed in the right direction. And haven't we seen a market improvement out of the northwestern corridor? Uh, we we kept waiting. I mean, maybe we've not done a podcast since those lanes went into effect, but we uh, we kept waiting after Labor Day. Okay, now it's time. Yeah. All right. Now now school's back in session. All right. Here come the yeah. here come the delays. Where are they? Where are they? And what we're seeing now on a regular basis in the morning, uh, 575 is stacking up as uh, it always has before Sixes Road, down past Highway 92. Get past 92 in the the regular lanes, right regular lanes past 92. Unless there's an incident, you're fine until you get to Windy Hill Road. But then we've got now a new normal, which right. seems to be creeping in, is where the express lanes dump out just south of 285 at Cumberland Boulevard. And then everybody's in, back in the proverbial pool over the Chattahoochee River heading into northwest Atlanta. Uh, certainly, and I think in the afternoons, probably the heaviest stuff is above the North Loop up to Barrett Parkway, which express lanes exist during that time. I'm thinking it's just that that the people that aren't continuing up 575 are 
continuing on 75 and not getting any relief and they're not getting people that are able to exit out of the lanes i'm not exactly sure but they've definitely had a marked improvement and hey we could we could debate about whether it was worth it or not right because of all the delays and all the different crashes and things that are caused by construction zones over the years but i think if we add up the moments saved each day we've heard from a lot of commuters or heard them say through the media that when reporters talk to different commuters and the anecdotal evidence we get in the traffic center that their rides are way better uh, traffic tour dean i heard it what was it uh, after seven o'clock this morning i had 18 minute trip time glade road to 25 yeah now now the patients now now we shift everything uh, from cobb county to the east into sandy springs and dunwoody and the the patients required for the uh, 285 400 buildup yeah and that'll that'll definitely take a lot of it because they're having to do traffic pacing and blasting of the uh, the earth next to it to be able to create those new ramps and that won't be open for a long time and uh, just remember folks long term there will be double toll lanes on both sides of I-285 above I-20. There's going to be a rebuild of Spaghetti Junction, a rebuild of the 285 I-20 interchange in Fulton County, added I-85 lanes. We've already added them in North Gwinnett and added Peach Pass, or or really hot lanes, actually, because those work a little different than the express lanes. We've added new hot lanes now in North Gwinnett on 85, the hot lane extension that goes up to Hamilton Mill. And, And so there's a lot going on, and I think it's so easy to malign the dot because when things go wrong but they've had an ambitious they're now two years into a 10-year plan and have been really ambitious and forward in these projects well we can credit our uh, our friend and dare we say colleague but we all do work together commissioner russell mcmurray and his team for uh having the uh, the insight and the foresight to look ahead and see what this community is doing as long as we have people continue to move to atlanta the economy continues at a good pace jobs are out there people are heading to jobs um I'm not with that Mark Aram uh, uh, thought that those uh, driverless cars are coming anytime soon. I think, I think he just said that to piss me off. I think he might have done that because there's a lot of cars we have to take off the roadway before we have no drivers in front of them. Uh, that's correct. Hey, one last thing here, not traffic related, although it's traffic team related. We're, we're starting off first. We've got Clark's Christmas Kids that fires up this Thursday. And smiling, I want you to tell me in a second here where... Uh, where you're going to be located for that. You can find out all the locations because we're doing a lot of times two at once. So go to WSBRadio.com, click on the banner. I think it's on the right-hand side of the page for Clark's Christmas Kids. That's what gets toys to George's foster children, and you'll be making at least one appearance of those, right? Yep, looking forward to it on Friday, December 7th. I'm usually with Clark at the Walmart in Alpharetta, Milton. Yeah. Um, this time I will be on air while Clark is at the Walmart in Milton on Windward Parkway. But this time I'll be with, I believe, Channel 2 uh, Action News Severe Weather Team Meteorologist Brian Monahan right. and a couple of folks from Channel 2 at the uh, Walmart in Buford okay. on Sardis Church Road. So that'll be a new adventure for me to head up that way and... Uh, and so we'll both be on there at the same time in two different locations. As Did you hear that um, a record 10,000 foster kids have to be taken care of this year? Yeah, that's incredible. And a, a lot of the drug problems and everything and that have caused kids to be orphaned, so to speak, or put into foster care uh, is the cause of that. So that, that's, that's a really sobering statistic there. Um, that they have to do probably a record number, 10,000. But I think our listeners here at WSB could do it. So just go on WSBRadio.com and click on the Clark's Christmas Kids banner. I know Mark Aram is going to be at multiple remotes. I mean, all of our state main talent at the station that's that's based out of Atlanta anyway. We're not going to see Rush or Sean uh, show up anywhere. They're going to be at different places. I'm actually going to go. Sean did, what, are we, what would he sound like? Uh, he, he'd sound like, listen, y'all are great Americans anyway. <laughs> so um, we, can, we can get away with that here. Uh, 1-800-941-SHAW. I mean, Clark. Clark. 
he's in your ear every day. Yeah, he is. He is from three to five every day. Yes, sir. And the other deal is, I'll be at the Walmart on December the ninth in Lilburn, and I'll be on remote from Clark as well. Clark will be, I don't know what other, what part of town he's. I think he's going to be in Marietta. And I'm going to be in Lilburn, and so that uh, that'll be in the middle of the day on Sunday the ninth. Don't don't go just based on us. Go to wsradio.com. Find the best location for you. If you go to one of these things, you're sure to see some of our channel two slash our music station slash WS Radio talent, and of course donate. And then the last charity deal that we need to talk about, and we cannot go without talking about smiling, is Captain Herb's Toys for Tots. We call it a reunion, and it really is a reunion between us and the folks who want to help kids around the Metro Atlanta area have a Christmas presents at Christmas time. And again, we're partnering, uh, as we have for many, many years, with the Marines and the Toys for Tots program at Fred's Barbecue House, Lithia Springs, beautiful Lithia Springs off Thornton Road, the second Saturday of December, December 10th, right? Uh, the 8th. 8th December the 8th, yeah. So it'll actually sandwich, I think, the days that you and I are going to be at the Walmarts, right? It'll be all, that'll be a busy weekend of giving there. And so that, that case, we're uh, collecting toys for Toys for Tots that help Metro Atlanta kids. And instead of them having wish lists, you're just bringing toys, new unwrapped toys. And it's like a big festival as well. We'll have a little bit of live music. We'll have a live show on Saturday the 8th from 1 to 4. We'll get three hours smiling. So we're going to have everybody on. If you don't have the Christmas spirit, that is when either, if you're not able to visit with us, which we hope you, we, you're able to do, listen in. It will put you in the spirit. And, and we'll definitely be in the spirit because then our company uh, holiday party oh. is that night. So, yeah. I, I, honestly, I don't know if I'm making that. I, I think I think it's good. I mean, I've done it before, but I think I think that Saturday is going to be reserved just for Toys for Tots for me. So. But but we want to encourage everybody to get in that spirit. Again, wsradio.com. If you go on the Traffic Team Events page, as part of our traffic page, you definitely can find out more about the Captain Herb event, and then you'll see the stuff for Clark's Christmas Kids on the right-hand side of our homepage there. We've covered a lot of ground, smiling. Any uh, parting shots here before we drive into the, well, it's not sunset because it's only 1030 this morning. But, well, yeah. as we're reaching the end of the year, I um, want to thank everyone for listening, viewing, um, also being part of the traffic team. If you're a traffic team member, if you're not, jump on board. Thank you for downloading the Triple Team Traffic Alerts app as we try to stay ahead of the problems for you as uh, you're able to drive along uh, hands-free and uh, get those Bluetooth alerts at any time, 24-7. Thank you for uh, making us and uh, helping us do what we do, and we look forward to a prosperous 2019. I couldn't say it better myself. Hey, by the way, a big thanks to our traffic team sponsor, Cool Ray. Hey. Cool Ray, it's been the Cool Ray Carrier WSB 24-hour traffic center for at least 10 years. I think it's been over 10 years, in fact, because I, I think Calandra Quarter was still with us when it first went into effect, and and now we have a title sponsorship for the app. And it's guaranteed that you say Cool Ray Carrier Traffic Center more than you say headlights on because we have more good days than bad, right? That, that's, <laughs> that's correct. Oh, that's good. But but, uh, but their subsidiary, a company they own, Brightbox Electrical, will be the sponsor of the Triple Team Traffic Alerts app for 2019. And so you'll be hearing more about that as we kind of activate that on the air later on. But thanks to Kyle Caldwell, our former sales guru, who's yeah. now uh, the Cool Ray Brightbox sales guru, marketing guru, uh, for uh, get, getting that deal together in April Gandhian and our sales team there. We're just uh, really excited about that. Uh, an app that it was an idea from the end of 2015 that didn't get published until 2017 and now in 2019 these odd number of years 2019 will actually have a title sponsor that'll be awesome so we're excited that is smiling and i each get rolexes that's uh oh yeah right so. right no so no that's no we, we need that for the bottom line our industry's changing so uh any ads are good ads these days uh 
By the way, if you have low testosterone, we've got some ads for you on WSB. <laughs> all right. So on that note, we'll we'll end the traffic podcast right here. Thank you all for listening. Come out to Toys for Tots December 8th and to the Minnie Clark's Christmas Kids events all over Metro Atlanta here these next two weeks. And we'll send you off of that. So for Smiley Mark McKay, I'm Doug Fireball Turnbull. We're still here at Waffle House, and we hope you still have a wonderful week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.